Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster. On today's episode, we're going to talk about week eight of the NFL season, and then we're going to talk about the upcoming week nine of the NFL season. And then we're, first and foremost, we'll talk about the World Series Game 7 that we have the pleasure of of watching. Mm-hmm. With me as always, I have, with me this week, I would say, <laughs> I have the one and only Brad Winner. Brad, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, so first and foremost, let's talk about the World Series. Last okay. On last week's episode, you gave the prediction that the Nats would win in seven games. I did. I, I, I don't know. It's just something in my gut. You know, and, and granted, I mean, you're always supposed to trust your gut, right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I I didn't really – I didn't want to believe that because I was like, man, the Astros, they set themselves up so good. You know, the, 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 the nationals, they, they lost Bryce Harper. Like, you know, I just, I, I just believe that the Nats were, were on a hot streak that may end with the, with, with them playing the Astros. Mm-hmm. But then as you brought to my attention earlier today, uh, which is something I, I can't believe I didn't realize, but the road teams have won every single game in the world series this year, which mm-hmm. I, I don't, I haven't, I didn't do any research to see if maybe that's ever happened, but that's gotta be kind of unheard of, you know? Yeah. I want to say it's the first ever uh, series in all professional sports where the visiting team has won every game. Yeah. And, and honestly, if, I mean, because of how the series went for the nationals to win game seven, it's, it's only right. I would think for them to for them to be able to uh, come away with the win. Now, granted, though, I, I the Astros they are at home, nonetheless. Uh, it's a game seven. It's going to be a raucous crowd. Uh, you know, you got Mattress Mac. He's he's hoping to win a whole lot of money off of his. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, to not lose a whole lot of money. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I think that. And I, and I kind of told you this earlier. I think that uh, the best way for you and I to do this is for you to stick with the Nats and, uh, well, I'll stick with the Astros. And so I, I guess I will – I had the Astros winning in five. Obviously, I'm wrong on that. You have the Nats winning in seven. Uh, mm-hmm. You could still be right about that. I'm going to take the Astros winning in seven, and uh, hopefully that hopefully that can happen. If not, uh, I'll be wrong. And, uh, and so will Mattress Mac, I guess. Yeah, I think this would be a fun game set. Me and Max Werger and you have Zach Greinke going against each other. I mean, they're still two of the top five to seven pitchers in the game. Uh, you know, the Astros, they shouldn't know how to close it out. They've been here before. Uh, yeah. But like I said, the Nationals, man, they're just hot. They're looking good. So They are. And, but like I said, I mean, I think that it will be an interesting bi- a battle, and I think it will be an interesting game. Hopefully it's a fun game. Usually game sevens are. Uh, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, uh, I guess we just need to sit back and enjoy it. And uh, we can move on to talking about week eight of the NFL season. I, 
I think that it was uh, I think that it was a good week eight. Uh, we'll get to predictions later, but you and I both went eleven and four, which oh, is wow. uh, okay. yeah, which I mean is great, but of mm-hmm. course that that would mean that the guest is still behind by two, and so uh, but eleven and four, eleven um, and four is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll start talking about the Redskins Vikings game. The Vikings, um, you know, there's not a whole lot to say about this, but it's amazing that they only won by ten points, a uh, nineteen mm-hmm. to nine. I just I I was surprised by that. I thought that I thought that they'd have a better showing, and uh, they just weren't able to do so. Uh, and so, uh, I, I guess it's something that we probably shouldn't be uh, too uh, too worried about with the Vikings. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it's it's one of those things where maybe they should have won by more. Yeah, I would say though the good thing about it is that it shows the diversity of their offense. I mean. The last three weeks before before week eight, I mean, Kirk Cousins is probably the top quarterback in the league uh, just because, I guess, some trash is thrown his way. But then right. you turn around and he doesn't do as well, maybe touchdown-wise. I mean, he only had three incompletions through for 285. But Dalvin Cook had 171 total yards and the game's only touchdown. So I think it's cool because it shows you that if, they can't, if they're not going to beat you with Kurt's arm, um, the receivers, the Dalvin Cook's right there waiting to go. And I'm sure that that partly had a uh, – you know, with Adam Thielen not playing, I'm sure that that was partly a reason why. But mm-hmm. uh, he should be back this week. And so we'll get into that game uh, that they have coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, when we talk about week nine. Okay, yeah. All right, we have the Seahawks and Falcons. Uh, Matt Bryant was let go from the Falcons uh, because I believe he missed two kicks, which, I mean, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have got them to win, the win. But uh, you never know. Uh, you know, the Falcons, uh, this was one of the closer, I guess you would say, losses that they've had this year. And so, um, I don't know if that, I don't know if that shows anything or not. Uh, their head coach, uh, has not been, he's not been let go of yet, but, uh, but the Seahawks, uh, I guess, nonetheless, it's a good win for them, a good win on the road, uh, another win for them. And, uh, that's really, I guess, about all that can be said about that. Yeah, the Falcons are just... They're just – they're terrible. I mean, they're giving up the most points, I'm pretty sure, in the NFL. Uh, they're giving up – two. they gave up 250 points this year, and the next closest are the Dolphins at 238. So, I mean, they're just kind of a dumpster fire. And, uh, I mean, Dan Quinn, I think he already knows he's done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, maybe they're going to wait till the end of the year. I thought for sure that they would fire him this week because, I mean, it's their bye week, but uh, I guess not. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Chargers Bears game, uh, the Chargers squeaked one out, and uh, I guess it's I guess you could say because the the uh, Eddie Pinheiro, the kicker for the Bears, you know he kind of uh, squeaked a kick right by right by the uprights, and uh, at, you know I'm not really surprised by that with all the with all the kicking issues that the Bears have had, but it, it kind of I mean it sucks for them though because. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they won a game against the Bears or against the Broncos this year uh, due to a, a game winning field goal, and then they go and lose a game because of a game winning field goal. Now, granted, though, that Bears offense is is horrible. I don't know if the Bears. I don't know if it's because they have uh, the play calling or what it is on that offense. I mean, it looks as if they just need a new quarterback. I, I just don't. I think the the drafting of Mitchell Jarisky and the fact that they moved up to get him. I think that that's just a, a – I just don't – you know, I just don't understand that. I, I just, you know, 
they they passed up on they passed up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and I'm sure they're kicking themselves for it. I know I am because of the fact that uh, you know as uh, Deshaun Watson went to the Texans, and I you know as a Titans fan, I have to see him uh, twice a year, and that sucks. But nonetheless, uh, you know the the Bears just need a better offense, and I think maybe with a different QB, it might be better. But it's just the offense, the offensive play calling and whatnot, just doesn't seem that great. What are your thoughts on the Bears? Uh, yeah, so the Bears' offense, I mean, it's pretty bad when you can go through a game and you can see Mitch Trubisky outperformed you, and then David Montgomery, who's been a good rookie running back, but uh, but I mean, he should he shouldn't be out rushing Melvin Gordon and then Austin Eckler. So um, I definitely think that. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, that's probably about all we can really say about that game. I mean, the Chargers squeaked out with the win there. Uh, all right, so the Giants-Lions game, I, you know, this was a little higher scoring than what I thought it may have been. Uh, well, uh, for the Giants at least. I, I thought that the Lions defense was going to be better going into this season. I really did. And uh, I, I, I thought that they could – I thought that the Giants' defense could be – or the Lions' defense uh, was going to be able to uh, be a uh, – <laughs> one of the better defenses, maybe in the NFC at least, maybe not in the whole NFL as a whole, but, I mean, in the NFC. But it doesn't look like they're, they are. You know, they they allow 26 points to the Giants. And I'm not saying the Giants have a, a great offense or anything, but it's not horrible. It's better than the Bears. So, but uh, but nonetheless, um, when we're talking about the Giants and Lions game, um, I, I guess the the thing that we have to talk about is is the fact that you know the Giants they well let's talk about the fact that they went and added Leonard Williams, the defensive end from the New York Jets, mm-hmm. to kind of help sure up their defense. So. I guess what we could say is is they saw that they had a problem, and maybe if they had a better rushing defense or, you know, or not rushing defense, passing defense uh, or a better pass rush, that's that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they could have beat the Lions. And yeah. maybe they could have beat the Cardinals. Uh, you know, I mean, just looking true. back on that game. Yeah, I, I just think with Leonard Williams, he, I mean, he had a lot of hype coming out of college. Uh, almost comparable to J.J. Watt, and he really just hasn't I mean, just hasn't been doing anything. Um, and I think that's why well, the Jets were, were willing to let go of him. Well, and I think the thing, too, the Jets, I mean, they weren't willing to pay him. So That's uh, true. Which, is, which I guess is understandable if he's not living up to the hype. Now, mm. speaking, speaking of the Jets, uh, <laughs> I picked the Jets to beat the Jaguars, and um, – I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't believe in Gardner Minshew having a really good game against the Jets this past week. But the Jaguars went on to beat the Jets twenty-nine to fifteen, and I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's the Jaguars just looking better, or if that's the Jets looking really bad. And it looks like they were they were trying to sell a lot of guys. So I don't know. Maybe they're trying to uh, tank or whatnot, but. Uh, I know they're not – I guess they're not expecting a whole lot out of this year. Yeah, I mean, they're they're 1-7. in seven. I mean, they've gone down to a third quarterback at one point. Uh, Sam Darnold, I, I really wasn't uh, high on him coming out of college. 
Um, and I know it's the second year, the second different coach. Um, but, yeah, the Jets are just kind of a mess right now. Uh, I don't know what you have on the Jaguars. I don't know why you hate them so much. But uh, they're not a bad team. I mean, they got a couple of good receivers in there with, uh, with Garner Minshew. And Garner Minshew, he's kind of like a Baker Mayfield. I mean, he has a lot of uh, chip on his shoulder, uh, kind of really high competitiveness uh, attitudes. I think he's doing well. Well, I think I have a bias against the Jaguars just because of a divisional rivalry and whatnot. But, yes, no, I, I don't think that the Jags are that are a bad team. Uh, I don't know if they're as, as good of a contender as people try to make them out to be. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that that's just, you know, left to be seen. And they have, some, they have something on their – they have a question on their – uh, on their docket, if you if you want to say that, on you know on their uh, <laughs> I want to say uh, they have a question on their books on you know on their minds about whenever Nick Foles is, are they going to let him take over or are they going to let Gardner Minshew? I mean, yeah. they they could they they could trade Nick Foles during the off season, stick with Gardner Minshew. Uh, they'd have a way cheaper option. They could go out and they could get somebody. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, the Jags are uh, – they're they're in a predicament, uh, but it's not a bad predicament to be in, I would assume. Yeah, it's just kind of – it's kind of ironic that the Nick Foles effect is taking effect on Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles' career has just – I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's just been so different. You mm-hmm. know, he he seemingly done well with the Eagles with them, and then he went to get a payday. Uh, and then he didn't do well, and then he come back to the Eagles, and he does well, but they that they you know kind of let him go uh, to to move along to move on with Carson Wentz, uh, and now he's gone to the Jaguars, gets hurt, and he could be replaced with them. And so I, I just I don't know. I kind of feel bad for the guy in a way, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. he's one of those uh, ultimate journeymen with the uh, with the with the NFL teams. Uh, uh, maybe a better Case Keenum. Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless. Uh, the Bengals Rams game. Uh, there's not much here to say except for uh, Andy Dalton. He lost his starting job on his birthday. Oh, I didn't realize uh, it was his birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was his. It was his birthday, and he lost. That's kind of a savage mood by the Bengals. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess you know it's time. You know, when you're zero and eight, you haven't won a game, and uh, it's your bye week. It's good to get the new quarterback in there and see what he can do. I mean, if he can't do good, then you quarterback and yeah, I mean, maybe they can get A.J. Green back in week nine, uh, or I'm sorry, week ten. But, uh, but yeah, the Bengals, man, they're just um, – I knew they weren't going to be good this year, but I didn't think they'd be this bad. I mean, yeah. um, but for fantasy purposes, Joe Mixon did get a touchdown. It was a reception. Uh, it wasn't a rushing touchdown. But, uh, nonetheless, I mean, Joe Mixon showed a little bit of life. And um, – but – yeah, and the Bengals are just a, are a horrible team, and uh, yeah, I, it's just and and the Rams they they took advantage of that. Um, I'm surprised that they only scored 24, really. Yeah, yeah, especially with Cup. Cup had a awesome day. He had 220 yards receiving off of seven receptions. So, I mean, that's a really yeah. nice average. I mean, that's like a 17 yard average per catch. So yeah, Cup. Cup seems to be the you know they come in with one of the best receiving cores, but Cup seems to be the only one doing the receiving. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I agree. Yeah. To, so I don't. I I tied in fantasy this week. I had Brandon Cooks. I I tied in one of my leagues. I had Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. 
He went out injured, so he didn't get me any. He didn't even get me a, a a point. He didn't even get me a point one. I just needed a point one, and I would have won. You know, um, but nonetheless, um, that's all right. <laughs> all right. So the the Titan the Titans Buccaneers game. Um, now, granted, I obviously was happy with the Titans win. I picked them to win. I didn't know. I wasn't too confident in them winning. Uh, I'm glad that they did, obviously. But Jameis Winston, he turned the ball over. Uh, I want to say three times, four times, and but one of the times, uh, but one of the fumbles. I mean, it was kind of more or less on his center more than him. But nonetheless, uh, it it does go on his record. Uh, it does go on him uh, in the books. But uh, yeah, I, I they're just they're prepared to move on from Jameis Winston. I, I think that that's the point. Uh, Mike Evans had a great day, but I I, I want to tell the folks out there who, especially for fantasy purposes, uh, Adoree Jackson for the Tennessee Titans was not playing. He is one of the better corners for the Titans. That means they had LaShawn Sims on Mike Evans. Okay, he is the, He's the number four corner, and, uh, and so he's not a starter. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons why Mike Evans had as good of a day. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have had a good day. He probably would have. He's, a, he's an elite wide receiver. Uh, you know, you can't expect him to have a – have a, a a bad game every week, but nonetheless, uh, he kept them in the game. And uh, you know, with how great of a game he had, they probably should have won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the Titans um, are surprising a lot of. Well, I would say they're surprising. I think there's been so many good defensive teams so far this year that uh, no one realizes they're fifth in the league in scoring defense. Yeah, well, yeah, and they do have a great defense, but. You know the thing is, is they were in fourth this time last year as well, and mm-hmm. uh, and at in week seventeen they were playing for a playoff spot. So uh, they were playing to be ten and six. They were playing for a playoff spot, and uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Titans fan, I'm excited for the second half of the year, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about them a little more maybe in week nine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the uh, the Eagles and Bills. Uh, the, Eagle, the Bills' uh, defense lets up 31 points. Uh, now, granted, this game was a little closer than what it actually like looks at looks like on paper, but still, uh, 31 points on a Bills defense. Uh, I didn't really think it was going to be that possible, but nonetheless, I guess we could look at the fact that you know the Dolphins just scored 21 on them the week before. <laughs> but, That's true. B- b- but yeah, I mean, what what is your thoughts on the Bills Eagles defense or Bills Eagles game? I mean, do you think that the Bills does it kind of show that they're not maybe they're not as uh, great of a uh, contenders as uh, maybe they're a little bit more pretenders than anything, or or what do you maybe they're just a young team and a little inconsistent? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the latter of what you just said or the former that you just said. Uh, I mean, they're I think they're just young and inconsistent. Um, now they do play play the Patriots twice a year. I mean, they're probably guarantee losses until Tom Brady and Bill Belichick disappear. Um, but I mean, I think I think uh, they kind of just overlooked the Eagles. I think because you know going into that week, the Eagles were you know everybody's down on them. You know, pretty much, hey, they're not going to make the playoffs. Their secondary is trash. And then the Bills just go in there and get this, or they go to Buffalo and just get uh, they just destroy the Bills. And so, so yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with with leadership. Uh, coaching and then also like the youth of the Bills as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and I, I think that the Bills, um, I don't know if necessarily they're contenders this year. Now, the AFC, yeah. seem, the AFC seems a little down, seems a little more wide open outside of the Patriots. Uh, and whenever the, 
And, and well, I can't even say that. I mean, because uh, I was going to say whenever Patrick Holmes comes back, but honestly, I don't, I don't know if I can say that. But but so it just seems like uh, maybe the Eagles just needed it and wanted it a little bit more. And like I said, this game was closer than what it looks like on the score sheet. But mm-hmm. uh, but but still, um, you know, it's I don't think it was it was a great win for the Eagles and uh, not a good loss for the Bills. Yeah. All right, Broncos-Colts game. Uh, the Colts, I, I didn't expect them to struggle this much. I, yeah. I just, uh, I, I just didn't expect it. You know, Adam Vinatieri, though, he uh, – I guess you could say that he um, he redeemed himself uh, in this game. Yeah, I think it's funny because uh, you said, you know, it's kind of a struggle and it's surprising. I mean, if you would have told me before when we were doing our uh, projections that uh, – or uh, predictions that the Colts would have been losing the game until the last 22 seconds of the game against the Broncos. I probably would have told you that you haven't seen the Colts play this season. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm just as surprised as you are with, with this score. So maybe we just have to look at it like the Colts play down to their play down to their opponents, and then they play up to their opponents. And there's a lot of teams like that in the NFL. Uh, uh, the Colts are like that. The uh, the yeah, the Steelers are like that. Uh, there's, I think there's – I mean, there's probably other teams out there that are like that. I think yeah. Chargers are like – maybe even the Buccaneers. Uh, and so, yeah, and granted, there may be more than that. The Bills. The Bills may be somewhat like that. But, but nonetheless, uh, the Colts do squeak out with that win. Joe Flacco, um, there's reports that, uh, you know, he's going to be injured for a few weeks, maybe even put on IR for the rest of the season. So, we might see what – uh, we may finally see what Drew Locke has, and and maybe this is the plan. See what Drew Locke has. If he uh, if he doesn't have it, then maybe they uh, they'll have a good enough position. They'll draft another quarterback. I don't know if they'll actually do that, uh, but uh, you know they might. I mean, depending on who falls to them and everything. Yeah, I well, and if you if you watch the Broncos the last few years, I mean, John Elway since Peyton Manning's been. I mean, he's been. I mean, I would even say, like, butthurt that he has not been able to find a good quarterback. Because before Peyton Manning, they were so-so. Peyton Manning brings up to this elevated level at the quarterback position. And then next thing you know, John Elway is drafted one almost every year since since uh, Manning retired. You're right. Yeah, and, and you know, and I, to speak on Joe Flacco a little bit, though, too, is do you think that maybe this is maybe getting closer to the end of his career or at least definitely as a starter, uh, especially if they go away from him now and maybe put him on IR even if they don't have to just to see what their younger guys have. Uh, do you think maybe they're going to, uh, you know, maybe get away from him and see uh, maybe maybe other teams will too? Yeah, no. I So I don't think a lot of people were high on him the last, like, two years at the Baltimore. I think the thing was that John Owen was just desperate and Flacco was right. probably the best remaining quarterback out there in the market. And I think that's the only reason why – they traded for him, um, and I think it just shows you that why nobody else were, was interested in Joe Flacco besides the Broncos is because he's not that good. You're right. You're right. Oh well, maybe the Broncos and John Elway have now learned. I assume, but uh, I can't say a whole lot as they, uh, you know, they they blinked my Titans, but that's beside mm-hmm. the point. But anyways, uh, the Cardinals Saints game. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so we both picked the Saints to win this game, and obviously we're right. Uh, as the Saints won 31-9. But uh, I, I said that this game would be closer than what people thought, and uh, mm-hmm. I was wrong. 
I was definitely wrong. Uh, unless, of course, people thought that it was going to be uh, a game won by, what is it, 22 points? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, unless people thought that the game was going to be won by 30-plus points. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I just thought that the Cardinals could could ride Kyler Murray a little bit more. and Maybe they'd be at a little closer, um, maybe a little garbage time. But, no, 31-9, to nine, uh, that Cardinals offense is supposed to be great. Um, didn't really look that great. Uh, and so – but, you know, I, I know that the Saints are kind of your – I guess your second team. And so I want to ask you – Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good coming away, coming back from uh, his his thumb issue, his thumb uh, his thumb injury. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, what uh, what do you think about the Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees, uh, maybe quarterback situation? I mean, do you think that the Saints? I think that they can go walk away from Drew Brees after the season. If I'm not, if I'm correct, uh, I think maybe this is his last season on his deal. Uh, I want to say that. I'm pretty sure of that. But nonetheless, um, so do you think maybe they kind of re-signed Teddy Bridgewater? Or do you think Teddy Bridgewater over the last, what, five weeks, do you think he's playing to get a payday somewhere else? Uh, For instance, uh, maybe the Chicago Bears. Yeah, so Drew Brees uh, in 2018 signed a two-year contract. So I want to say that he has one year left after this year. Yeah. but, but regardless of how much time he has left, um, I, I mean, I think I talked about this a little bit last week. If I'm the Saints, I'm picking, I'm keeping Teddy Bridgewater like I had the last three or four years because he has shown that he's a good a good backup quarterback. Um, would he be a good quality starter somewhere else? I mean, nobody knows because he hasn't started anywhere since his rookie year. Um, but I would definitely say that uh, the Saints aren't going to get rid of him. I think they keep him. I think they ride out Drew Brees another year. Uh and, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they give Drew Brees another year after that. I, I don't know. Uh, but I think Drew Brees, I think, like you said, if he wins the Super Bowl, I think he's done. Uh, and I think I think the Saints are ready to, to start moving forward with Teddy Bridgewater the second Drew Brees retires. So. I agree. I agree. But the thing is, too, is, is Teddy Bridgewater, does he want to wait around? Can the Saints afford to pay him the kind of money to wait around? And also, you know, the with the – with Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he's going to get paid. Um, whether he does good after he gets paid is besides the point because he, he's going to get paid. There's teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks. Uh, the Dolphins will still be looking for one. I believe the Dolphins tried to sign him. Uh, the Titans are going to be looking for one. The Buccaneers are going to be looking for one. Uh, we could see the, the Bears are prob- or poss- should be looking for one. Uh, you know, there's um, the Bengals will be looking for one uh, or – should be looking for one. Uh, you know, the Broncos will probably be looking for one. I, there's there's teams out there who who will be looking for quarterbacks, and uh, I'm sure I'm missing one. Uh, maybe the Redskins should look for one because uh, Haskin just doesn't look that great. But nonetheless, uh, he's a rookie, and I, I guess that's his excuse. But um, uh, nonetheless, with, with that situation, though, I think that it's uh, it's a maybe it's a predicament, but it's a predicament I'm sure that they're more worried about in the off season. And not worried about it. They're they're looking at the Super Bowl, and if they win the Super Bowl, I do believe retires, walks away, and retires. Um, uh, but they, it's hard competition. I mean, I I right now with how good the Saints look, uh, I know the 49ers look really good too, and that's the team we'll talk about next uh, with their game against the Panthers. But you know, Saints versus Patriots. 
because looks to be the obvious favorite in the AFC. Uh, that's, I mean, to me, that looks like a pretty exciting game. So, uh, but nonetheless, uh, 49ers-Panthers game. Uh, the 49ers took control of this game with their running game early, and uh, they didn't let up. And, you know, it's they, – they took advantage. They, they destroyed the Panthers. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to put it. Uh, they kept they kept Christian McCaffrey CMC. They kept him they kept him down, and um, you know the 49ers, I, I believe in them now. I really do. I mean, I believed in them somewhat before, but I truly believe that they are definitely contenders now. Uh, after that win, uh, they are they're I think they're prepared to uh, to be true um, Super Bowl contenders. Uh, in this year. Now, I don't know if that – maybe that's a fluke for this year. They won't be. I don't know. But, um, you know, we always have a couple of those teams uh, in the NFL every season. But, uh, but nonetheless, I think that their 49ers look good. Uh, they looked really good against the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they faced the Cardinals this week. And I, I expect them to do the same thing against the Cardinals. Yeah, so they scored 51 points this week. Uh, four of them were with Tevin Coleman, which, man, I dropped him off my fantasy team like two weeks ago. Thank you, sir. Uh, uh, oh, but, man. <laughs> I, think, I think going into this, we might have even talked about this a little bit, that we think that that was kind of a statement game for them. The Panthers are winning four straight. Uh, 49ers haven't beat anybody uh, besides the Rams uh, with a winning record. And so I think they were definitely prepared to show people that they are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they're second in the league in scoring defense. Uh, they're doing really well. Uh, I do think that the Saints are more a complete team because they are a more offensive team. And right. uh, and I think that you, that shows you uh, even that the reason the reason why they're willing to pay big for backups like Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Murray, was it Latavius Murray, uh, is because yep. they know that when their stars go down, they want to continue to have that same production. Um, and so in saying all that, that's why I think Bridgewater will stay at the same time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the 49ers. They're a great team. I do – and they, they are – they have scored 12 points more than the, the Saints. Uh, but, again, I still think the Saints are more of a complete team. And I think they are scary. And so, if I'm thinking in – if I'm in the AFC and I'm thinking, oh, the Patriots have it, I mean, they haven't played a team like the Saints yet. I mean, they're 8-0 because most of the, our opponents have been winless teams. Right. And, uh, you know, the 49ers and Saints, I believe they play in December. Uh, okay. I, I'm excited for that game. It's probably going to get flexed to a Sunday night game. Uh, maybe I, I don't know if it get flexed to Monday night either Sunday night or Monday night, uh, depending mm-hmm. on what that game is. I, I haven't looked at I haven't looked at that the schedule that far ahead, but I know that they do play each other, and uh, that should be a very good game. And, and it might be for first place in the in the NFC. Uh, yeah. You know, I know that I know that the Packers are still there. I get that, but but still, you know. Um, it's that that should be a good game. Mm-hmm. All right. Nonetheless, uh, the Raiders Texans game. I watched that game. It was a good game. Uh, the Raiders they stuck around with the Texans and uh, they could have pulled off the win. Uh, they didn't, but they they had a chance to. And um, Deshaun Watson is uh, is a magnificent young quarterback. Yeah. And uh, you know, and Bears kicking themselves for not grabbing him instead of Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I'm sure if they if they happen to catch the highlights of the Raiders Texans game, they're probably kicking themselves even more. 
because yeah. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson is just – he's a beast. I mean, he's an MVP candidate, and he's a beast. Yeah. I mean, it is – I mean, th- this is the crazy thing is that Deshaun Watson has only played, what, like a year and a half and a half that first year he was injured. And he yeah. now has the second most pass touchdowns in Texans history. So – uh, and that's either a bad reflection on the Texans or that's a really good reflection on Deshaun Watson. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I thought was... – <laughs> That's more of a bad reflection on the Texans, but nonetheless, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was a fun game. I, was, I watched the college. I didn't get a chance to watch the game. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, like you said, he's just – he's a good leader and he's a great athletic player. Um, I think the only thing I would worry about if I'm a Deshaun Watson fan or a Texan fan is just his uh, – Durability. I mean, he's a a running quarterback. Uh, he was injured last year, uh, but he's shown. But when he's healthy, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, yeah, I'll, no, you're you're completely right. Like I said, he's MVP candidate this year. Uh, you know, I have him on a couple of my fantasy teams, and uh, for the start of the season, he wasn't helping me out a whole lot. But uh, now he's definitely helping me out. And, uh, but you know, nonetheless, um, he's help uh that offensive line of the texans is getting better week by week as well and that's only getting deshaun watson better and better because it gives him more time to to throw or or see a lane outside the pocket to to run through uh but less um you know that texans team i think by playoff time they can be a real uh they're going to be a real pain for anybody they're playing uh they they kind of they tried to get their defense better they did lose jj watt uh, and without Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt, uh, that that defense is going to take a big hit whenever it comes to whenever it comes to being able to to stop a. Nonetheless, with a guy like Deshaun Watson, it's kind of like with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Deshaun Watson, the Texans, they can score, and so the defense is not as important. But and of course, it's still important. But it's not it's not as important when you have a. a uh, a dominant offense like they do. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, like you said, their defense kind of took a little bit of a hit, but uh, they look good. They look good. And the crazy thing about this AFC South right now is that they're the only division in the NFL that have all their teams at 500 or better. Well, I uh, I said whenever I done my uh, my evaluations for each division that the AFC South is one of the best divisions in the league. The the season. The, when the, with the way the season started, um, I was kind of backtracking that a little bit. But now, yeah, they, they look like it. They, they look like it, and I'm happy to be, um, you know, at least somewhat right about that. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, the next game on the docket was the Patriots-Browns. Patriots look good. Uh, they thoroughly controlled the game. The Browns, well, I mean, they looked like a team who was playing the Patriots. I mean, I'm not I'm, – you know, I don't want to say that the Browns look bad necessarily yeah. i mean you know if it wasn't for nick chubb's two fumbles uh the brown this game probably would have been closer uh, i don't know if the browns could have won it but it would have been close you know it's just one of those things where uh the patriots get another good win uh and granted you know you can look at it one of two ways the browns are two and five but you know they beat the five and two ravens uh you know they they face some teams that aren't easy to beat been easy to beat now the Ravens they play the Patriots this week and we'll talk about that in just a minute but nonetheless um you know the Browns they're probably the best two and five team in the NFL I I don't know if that I don't know if that's a good thing but they 
but they are. They're probably the best two-win team in the league. So, yeah. uh, nonetheless, uh, the Patriots just keep rolling, and I guess it's really about all you can say about that game. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that besides uh, Bill Belichick, as much as I don't like him. Uh, he has 300 career wins, which I think is third all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, this shows that he's he's just a really good coach, uh, and they're just a scary team until he retires. It's amazing. He got his first win with the Browns, and then he gets his 300th career win against the Browns. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't you know. know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he hates the Browns, and he hates the Jets, apparently. Uh, on both of them. There you All go. right. So, uh, Packers-Chiefs game. This game was a little closer. Uh, the Chiefs – it was a little closer than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, the Chiefs offense uh, – I don't know if it was because they were at home. I don't know if it's just because Andy Andy Reese play calling or what. But uh, this game was closer than what uh, than than what I thought it was going to be. I I I didn't think it would be a blowout by the Packers, you know, by any means. But I I expected the Packers to be able to come in and and thoroughly handle the Chiefs. But the Chiefs were kind of a, you know, they they kept hanging around until the end. Uh, the Packers did pull it out thirty one twenty four, but. Um, you know, still only uh, – uh, maybe this Chiefs offense with Matt Moore um, leading the way isn't uh, that bad. Uh, now, I don't think it's that good, but maybe it's not that bad either, you know? Yeah, uh, Aaron Jones really screwed me up this week. Uh, I was only down by 10 to the person in fantasy I was playing uh, until uh, Aaron Jones had that 80-yard receiving touchdown. Uh, so, that wasn't cool. But, uh, but yeah, the Packers uh-huh. keep tweaking them out. Uh, again, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think I'm on the same page you are. The Chiefs don't look terribly bad with Matt Moore at their quarterback position. So, I think if they can just get their defense to hone in just a little bit more, I mean, they could be a really good team to, to face in the come playoffs. So, maybe what we're saying is the Chiefs' defense is what makes Patrick Mahomes good, not Patrick Mahomes make the – or Chiefs' offense makes Patrick Mahomes good, not Patrick Mahomes makes the offense good. Uh, I, think it's, I, I, think it's, I think it's fair to say. I mean, I think it's a very fair statement to say it for the Chiefs. So, uh, Now, granted, it's kind of a bold statement. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, but I think it definitely helps him uh, more than what uh, more than what credit for. Uh, yeah. I think that's for sure. All right, the last game on the docket, it was kind of a scare for you, Brad. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins go up 14 to nothing on your Steelers. And, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted I, – I texted you about this game uh, telling you, hey, man, I definitely want to get you on the podcast this week because I thought the Dolphins were about to upset the Steelers. And, man, I mean, now, granted, I, I, I wasn't naive. I knew that the Steelers could come back. But Mason Rudolph, he did not look good in this game at the beginning at least. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I think when it – when it comes to when it comes to this Dolphin Steelers game, uh, were you worried? I guess is all I have to ask. Uh, yeah, so the Steelers are known to play down to their competition. I think I even mentioned that uh, last yeah. week. But yeah, when you when you text me, I I was very frustrated at the TV. Uh, you know, Mason Rudolph has not thrown an interception on his first of the game in college or pros, and so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and, then he, and then he does it against the Dolphins. Come on. Yeah, yeah, all the people, the Dolphins. Um, but yeah, I think it, it just took them a second. I mean, they've been playing with Delvin Hodges the last two weeks. I think it just took them a second to get back used to Mason Rudolph um, and Mason Rudolph back with them. 
but yeah, I thought. I mean, the defense looked good against. I know it was the Dolphins. The defense looked pretty good at the end of the game there. Uh, and the Steelers. I mean, if James Conner can stay healthy, I mean, right down right now we're down to our fourth string running back Trey Williams. I don't even know who that guy is. And so, uh, since so saying that, I mean, if we can stay healthy, I think we have a good shot of of getting back over five hundred and potentially making a wild card game. So uh, that's that's what I was going to say, you know, because you play the Colts next and then I believe you play the Browns, Bengals, Browns. Right. Uh, I, uh, I think that's maybe you play someone in between the Browns, Bengals, Browns. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I think play that's the Rams, the Browns, the Bengals and the Browns. OK, OK. So the Rams. OK, that's who I was missing. All right. So, uh, you know, out of those five games, um, I mean, the Steelers with with how the Colts played this week, I is, is a winnable game, uh, and then and we'll talk about that one. But you know, the Rams game seems to be about the only one that's. Um, I, I and granted, it's probably a winnable game nonetheless. But I, I think it's one of those games where it's not. It's probably not as winnable as the other four. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's jump into week nine, shall we? Just some interesting games. Uh, we got the 49ers and Cardinals. They're playing on Thursday night football. Not really interested in this game, except for, I mean, I finally get to see the 49ers play. Um, granted, where where I live, they're, you know, they're not really televised, so I get to see them play instead of just watching highlights. So I'm kind of excited about that. I get to watch Kyler Murray and the Cardinals as well. Uh, I don't want to upset any Cardinals fans out there. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm definitely not excited for – what this game, what the game as a whole could possibly be. I'm just excited to see, uh, you know, Kyler Murray play and as well as the 49ers as a whole play. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat you are. Uh, I haven't got, I have not seen a Cardinals game. I watched part of a 49ers game. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to see Nick. Nick Bosa has been an unbelievable three sacks interception last week. Um, and so I'm excited to see him just go back to work. Um, and I'm excited to see Kyler Murray in this offense. Uh, I mean, the the problem with the offense right now is they're down to uh, Kenyon Drake as their potential starter next week. Um, yeah. So. Well, and uh, David Johnson apparently went through some walkthroughs today and some receiving drills. Okay. Uh, but, you know, they play tomorrow. So, uh, but, yeah, Chase Edmonds, he's been ruled out already. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I just – I don't expect that. This is being recorded on – this part of the podcast being recorded on a Wednesday for who's, for who's listening. But, nonetheless – uh, all right, so Texans, Jaguars, that's a – I mean, it's a divisional game. So, that game, uh, their first game was a barn burner. Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, field goals uh, for the most part in that mm-hmm. game. And, um, you know, Yardner Minshew almost got the win – almost got the win for them uh, against the Texans. Now, they are playing in, in London. This is a 8.30 a.m. kickoff central time for, for, my, for me. Mm-hmm. I won't. I probably will not catch this game at all. But uh, I will catch highlights. I will keep up with it and see what's going on, uh, especially fantasy wise. But uh, nonetheless, um, this you know, uh, this is probably a good game for uh, the people in London, uh, and and really, it's probably a good game for the people who will be watching. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, this is kind of a. If the Texans win this, uh, they might be able to, um, I guess you could say, uh, put a little, uh, put kind of a, a stranglehold over the Jaguars as far as the divisional, as far as the Divi- AFC South goes. But if the Jaguars can pull it out, 
uh, in what some people call the second home that they have in London. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, if the Jaguars can pull it out, they are, they're right back in the divisional hunt. And uh, with a one-and-one one against the Texans as well as, uh, uh, you know, a, another win for them and another loss for the Texans. So that that should be that sh- that game should be a good for should be a good game. Mm. Yeah. So uh, this this uh, game right here is the cheapest game uh, for a ticket out of the whole week. Uh, and if you include out of the country, uh, seventeen dollars to watch them play. That's a good that's a good price to watch NFL games. I wish they'd do that here in America, but again, I'm not the commissioner. Uh, but I would say um, I know they just lost JJ Watt. And I know I'm kind of high on Gardner Minshew and the Jags, but uh, I think I'm going to pick Texans here. I think the Jags are a good team, uh, but I think if they're not going to move on uh, with Nick Foles and they're going to move on with Gardner Minshew, I think it's going to be another year or two before they are a contender in the South. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, as a, a with my divisional bias, I agree with that. But <laughs> bless. Uh, all right, the Bears-Eagles, uh, I think if the, if the Bears lose, I think they're done for this year, and uh, I think that they can uh, they can start getting ready to get another quarterback. Uh, probably the Eagles need this win as well, but I, I think the Bears lose this, and I, I truly do think they're they think that they're done this year just with how competitive not only the NFC North is but the NFC as a whole. Yeah, um, the Eagles have just been really inconsistent, uh, and the Bears, you know, they started off what three and one. They lost their last three three games. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Eagles here too. I, I know I need to start picking different than you so I can catch up. But I'm just not confident in the Bears winning right here. Well, we'll we'll get to our predictions in a minute, Brad. We'll get to our oh, predictions. Yeah. I'm, oh, just, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm <laughs> just, yeah. I, <laughs> well, dang, Brad, you already gave it away. No, all right, sorry. all right, uh, all right. Uh, you know, I look at I look at some other games that are on the docket that are that are interesting. I know you have, uh, you know, you have the Vikings Chiefs game. This, those games where we look at it like the Packers Chiefs game. It mm-hmm. may have been more interesting with Patrick Mahomes in there, but honestly, this might be a game that the Chiefs could win, especially if the Vikings can't uh, – especially if they come out and they play like they did against the Redskins. Uh, this could be a game that the Chiefs can pull out and they – and, you know, they seemingly need to win win a game without Patrick Mahomes. And, and well, maybe they don't need to, uh, especially since the Broncos, Raiders, and the Chargers all lo- – or Chargers won, I'm sorry – but they're back three games, I believe. They were already back three games on the Chiefs, uh, if not four, actually. I think there were four. But uh, this is a game that I think the Chiefs can win. I think that this could be a good game. And uh, I think that I'm not going to say that it's not going to be a close game because I said the Packers and Chiefs game wasn't going to be close. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, I think that this is a game the Vikings, I think that with Patrick Mahomes, I probably would have felt more confident or less confident in the Vikings, but now I feel like the Vikings definitely have to win this game, especially since the Packers beat the Chiefs last week. Yeah, uh, if I'm a Chiefs fan, the big thing I'm worried about is one, uh, the running defense hasn't been that great, and then especially with Aaron Jones last week and they're going against Dalvin Cook, uh, that'd be my worry. And then two is that they're 0 3 at home, um, and so which is unusual for Arrowhead. Uh, yeah. But they're only three at home. So, so yeah, I, I agree with you. The Vikings, you know, they need to come out guns blazing to keep up with the Packers. Uh, and the Chiefs, I mean, it's definitely winnable. I'm just – if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm nervous in this game. Great. All right, Brad, I know you want to talk so much about your Colts-Steelers, but I just want to 
We have a couple of games first that are kind of throwaway games. Uh, yeah, just to kind of get them out of the way. The Jets Dolphins game. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really care to see it. Uh, the Bills Redskins game. I expect the Bills off defense to be able to dominate the Redskins in this game. Uh, that's really about. No, those are games. Those two games, I think, are, are throwaway games. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about your Colts and Steelers. Uh, this game, uh, I'll just let you take it away. What do you What do you expect uh, with this game? Do you expect it to be? I mean, you expect it to be competitive, I'm sure. But I mean, do you expect the the Steelers to be able to um, the Steelers defense to be able to keep it a low scoring game and whatnot, or, or what do you What do you expect in this game? So I think this game is going to be a fast game. Um, and I'm going to say it's not going to be as high scoring as we think it's going to be. Uh, and th- these are the two reasons why. I think because you're going to see the two best offensive lines in the game go against each other. And so I think, honestly, I would be very surprised if the Colts and the Steelers went, went uh, pass heavy in this game. I know Juju had a good game, 103 yards, one touchdown. Mason Rudolph popped right back up after that interception, threw two more touchdowns. Uh, because James Conner ran for 145 yards. Um, and so, in saying all that, I mean, the offense is looking good. Uh, the Colts, I think if they can shut down – I think the way the Steelers win this game, if they were to win this game, no buys them here, you know, right now, uh, right. is that if they can shut down Jacoby Brissett, they have to for- – and they force it to be uh, the, the battle of the lines uh, in the trenches. I think the Steelers' defense is better. Um, and so, yeah, so I feel pretty confident in this game, uh, as far as for, for my Steelers on a personal level, but as far as just a, a general level, I think it's gonna be a fun game to watch, uh, mainly because I'm going to be interested in watching how the offensive line uh, responds to the defensive lines. I think both defensive lines are good this year and, uh, they are a run first. They're both are run to first teams right now. So, um, I think it's gonna be a fun game to watch. All right. Uh, the last Noon game that we have on Sunday is the Titans-Panthers game. Last noon kickoff at Central Time again. But nonetheless, uh, last kickoff at noon is the Titans-Panthers game. And um, this game, uh, I'm excited for as a Titans fan, obviously. And I think that the Titans can – Kyle Allen will be starting for the Panthers again. I I don't expect the Titans to be able to, uh, you know, be able to do what the 49ers done to the Panthers, obviously. I don't expect that to be the case uh, one bit. But I do believe that this – I think this game will be kind of like the Buccaneers-Titans game was last week. I think that it will be a little back and forth, and and I think it will come down to the wire because most Titans games do. But nonetheless, uh, I think that it will be a really good game. And honestly, out of 12 o'clock games, it may – that game and the Colts-Steelers game, I think, are probably the – are probably the the two games if you – think are going to be two of the better games, uh, maybe the Vikings-Chiefs. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the game as a Titans fan, obviously. Um, they both need the win. And I think if Kyle Allen can win this game, uh, I think that he's – I think if, if Kyle Allen and Panthers win this game, I think Kyle Allen's starting again in week 10. Um, I don't, I'm not sure who they play yet, but nonetheless – uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Kyle Allen's been doing good. He's 4-1. and one. He's only lost to the unbeaten 49ers. So, uh, you know, him and Cam Newton, that's, uh, that's, that's a little QB controversy there, too. I, a lot of QB controversy going on this year. A lot of backups getting to play and, and keeping their jobs. So, uh, I, I, don't know, um, I don't know where we're at at the moment on that count. 
but it's it's more than what normally is, and so it's kind of a the year of the backup quarterback, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just. I think this is gonna be a curious game to watch because uh, both teams you're just not sure what you're gonna get, and so right. uh, I mean, yes, I think it's gonna be another battle of the offensive lines. Uh, I mean, the Titans lines giving up like 34 sacks, which is uh, tied for the most in the league. Um, well, but then again, well, Panthers side, but they, they're giving up uh, a ton of a ton of rushing yards per game. But now I do want to say this about the Titans' offensive line. Ever since Ryan Tannehill started at quarterback, the line's been better because of the fact that Tannehill gets the ball out a lot quicker than Mariota does, and he also doesn't, uh, you know, he also doesn't look at his first read and think, okay, well, I got to get out of the pocket. So, but, you know, not trying to throw any shade at Mariota, but that's just how that is. But, uh, yeah, so I, the, the Titans line is looking better. It's still shaky. Uh, I still wouldn't trust it a whole lot, uh, but it's one of the highest. Uh, it's making one of the, you know, they, they paid. It's one of the highest paid offensive lines in the NFL, and so it should be doing a whole lot better. Uh, it should be one of the better ones in the NFL like it has the last few years. But uh, we'll see where it is at the end of the year, I assume. Yeah, I would just be worried about the – like I said, I think this is going to be another game where you watch the defense and offensive line matchup on both sides. You're right. And, and honestly, you know, this is the – the Titans have a really good run defense, but Christian McCaffrey is a really good running back, and he's the best running back they face this year. So, yeah. you know, can he – can – let's see what the Panthers can do. Let's see, let's see, you know, can Christian McCaffrey, uh, does he get stopped? Does he get slowed down by the Titans? And I'm sure that that's their game plan, and if they can do that, uh, they might be able to pull out the win. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, the Lions-Raiders game, I think that this is a, a, not a bad game. The Raiders finally get back to get, get back home to play. Uh, they haven't been able to play since, what, September. And so they – yeah, at home at least. And so they they play the lines at home. This is a this is a tricky game. I think that uh, both teams definitely need to win here, uh, and it'll it'll be a good game. I think. Yeah, I think yeah the lines as bad. I mean, as bad as their record looks, they've actually haven't been a bad team to watch. And so, um, and the same thing with the Raiders. The Raiders are kind of a they've been an up and down team with John Gruden as coach. Uh, but yeah, I think they're going to be happy to be at home. I didn't know they didn't, they haven't played at home since September, so that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I think their their last regular their last scheduled home game was in London. So oh. uh, so technically they have played at home, I guess you could say, but they haven't played in Oakland. So okay. uh, they they played as the home team, but they haven't played in Oakland. Okay. Yeah, but I think I think I know you're like, oh, it's three three and one versus three and four, but I think this could be a fun game to watch for a Sunday afternoon game. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. And like I said, I think that both teams definitely need to win here. Um, I think that – I think a loss will probably hurt the – will probably hurt the Lions more than it would hurt the Raiders. But uh, nonetheless, um, both teams definitely need to win, and I'm sure they know that uh, going in. You have the Buccaneers-Seahawks game. The Buccaneers going to Seattle. Uh, I don't expect this to be as competitive as some think. But then again, you know, people thought the Buccaneers weren't going to be competitive with the Rams either, and we saw what happened there. So, uh, 
this could be a sneaky game where the Buccaneers could come out and win this game. I don't think it'll happen, but um, it could happen. I mean, it could happen. I don't think it will, but it could happen. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll talk about this more in, about prediction when it comes to predictions, but I think it's going to be a really favorable matchup for Matthew Stafford against that defense. Right. All right. So, Packers, Chargers, uh, this game. Hey, not a bad game. I believe this this is the uh, CBS game of the week or whatever you want to call it. It has uh, it has Jim Nance and Tony Romo there. Uh, at the beginning of the year, you probably thought, oh, well, this is going to be a great game. But with how the Chargers have been this year, I uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I could say this is going to be a great game. But uh, the the Chargers are at home. They just they released their uh, they released their uh, offensive coordinator in Ken Wisenhunt, and uh, and so the he was their scapegoat, I guess you could say, for how bad they've been doing. Uh, and so I, I don't know. Uh, maybe they'll be better on offense. I, but we'll we'll see. I guess. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, and it's funny because the Chargers uh, this game is actually the highest uh, price ticket for the week. At three hundred fifty-four dollars for a ticket, um, and I don't even think it's going to be that great of a matchup. But uh, the Packers have threatened to take over the uh, the uh, the Packers have threatened to take over the uh, stadium, and so the Chargers are trying to make efforts to go against that. So well, well, and granted, with where the Chargers play at, I mean, it's like playing in the lower. You know, it's like you're setting in the lower bowl, anyways, at a normal stadium. But <laughs> that's, I guess, that's beside the point. But yeah. nonetheless. Uh, all right, so we have the Browns versus Broncos game. Uh, not really excited about this game. It's, uh, you know, the, this is a game the Browns, I think, have to win. Not only do they need to win it, but I think that they have to win this game to, yeah. to stay alive. That's true. I agree. Um, I think I, I think if they don't win this game, I think Freddie Kitchens, uh, Sally, just because this is how the Browns work, I think he's on, on the hot seat. Um, and sees if he uh, even finishes the season. But I do think with it being at mile high, I mean, the Browns also are playing at one of the most difficult places to play physically uh, just due to the altitude. And so I wonder how that's going to go for the game. So it might be a, a decent game, but with the records at 2-5 and five and 2-6, and six, I'm, I'm a little nervous about even turning on the TV to watch it. I'm sure it'll be a close game. But, I mean, yeah, the Browns definitely need to pull it out. Uh, I, I, this, if, you know, if I was thinking a game was going to be a 15, 13 game, like the Colts and Broncos were last week, I would think this would be the game. Uh, and so this game may end on a, a game winning field goal. The Broncos could pull it out too, but, uh, nonetheless, I think Brandon Allen, the, uh, former starter for the Arkansas raising back Razorbacks, uh, is going to be the starting quarterback in this game for the Broncos. So we'll see how that goes, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, I think the the Sunday night game that's the game that I'm really excited for. It's a uh, it's it's definitely the the definition of a great game or a great game on paper and uh it's the Patriots Ravens game. Uh this is the Patriots people are saying, "Well, the Patriots haven't played anybody." Yada yada yada. Well, the Ravens are coming in what 5 and 2. Yeah. Uh and uh you know, so they're coming in 5 and 2. Uh the Patriots, if they happen to to beat the Ravens and possibly whoop the Ravens uh, like they have everybody else they played, I don't think anybody can say, well, they haven't played anybody. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, a good measuring stick for the Patriots. And they're playing in Baltimore, which uh, 
I, I can't remember. Is Joe Flacco? Is he real? Does he play really good in New England, or does or does uh, maybe that's? I know Joe Flacco's not with the Ravens, but I'm trying to remember. Do the Ravens play really good in New England, or is it they play really good against New England in Baltimore? Uh, one of those two things. I, I think that that's a stat out there. I don't know if I've seen that anywhere, but I, maybe I'm just thinking of it, thinking it up in my head or something. But nonetheless, uh, all right. So that game, I expect it to be a good game. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I definitely don't expect to turn it off at halftime and go to bed. But uh, but honestly, if that happens, uh, I, I'm not going to be surprised, I don't think. I think it's more about – you know, the Patriots, if they can stop Lamar Jackson, and I think they can, this game will definitely be closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. I think the last time I remember the Ravens and the Patriots playing, it's probably the loudest uh, chant of uh, bullcrap I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> and then the Patriots won by field goal, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's some, I think that, I think Ravens fans still remember that. They're good. They feel good this year. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be a big, big test for Tom Brady and company. Yeah, and Ravens fans will definitely show out for that game. I'm sure uh, this is uh, it's a big game for for the Patriots. Uh, it's a big. It's probably a bigger game for the Ravens, really, but uh, it's it's definitely a big game for the Patriots uh, as well. And uh, I'm excited to watch it. All right, so the last game on the docket for Week Nine is uh, Daniel Jones gets to take on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys for the first time in his career on Monday Night Football. And, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks are – well, I guess, I guess I could say last week. Uh, sorry, Brian. But uh, I, I think that this game will be a better game than uh, than maybe what it looks like it would be on paper. I, we'll, get to, we'll get to the prediction of it. But uh, I think Daniel Jones, you know, he'll be at home. It's a Monday night game. Leonard Williams will probably be playing so he can pressure uh, Dak Prescott or try to, I guess. I mean, the – the Cowboys have a great offensive line, even though it's a little banged up this year. But still, uh, you know, I, I, I think that the Giants can keep this game close. Uh, I don't know if I could say that they could win it, but uh, well, we'll get to the prediction of it in a minute. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I, I think that the Giants, um, if they if they wanted any chance at all of getting to the playoffs, they have to win this game. And I know I've said that about a lot of teams, but I think, you know, you're at the midway point. Uh, where, you know, the games that you win and the games that you lose truly will affect your uh, ability to go or not to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be, again, just another test for Daniel Jones. Uh, If I'm a Giants fan, I'm pretty excited about it just because of how well they did against the Lions last week. Um, But, I mean, the Cowboys defense, again, secretly being like the third best defense in the league right now as far as points scored uh, against – and so, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think this will be an exciting matchup to watch. Deion Jones first at uh, Cowboys secondary. I agree. I agree. Well, Brad, I guess without further ado, we will just uh, jump into prediction, shall we? The uh, yeah. Last week, we both went 11-4. and four, And so, that means that uh, now we are both – and I had it right here. Sorry. it. it I had it right here in front of my face. And, of course, I – I lost it, but okay, I have it back now. All right, so that means that now we are both set. The host is 78, 43, and one. The guests are 76, 45, and one. So, Brad, without further ado, you're back in the same position you were last week. 
and that means you're down two. You're down by two games at the moment. But uh, you got, I believe it is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games to pick from. And uh, you know, let's uh, so let's go in and pick them. I'm mostly counting them out just so the just so the listeners could know that I definitely can count at least to, to fourteen. But nonetheless, <laughs> education. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you're right, but. Uh, that's that's probably another podcast for another day and a different topic, right? But but still, all right. So 49ers at Cardinals on Thursday night football, Brad. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be it's very similar to the Saints game. Uh, they're playing in San Francisco. Is that right? I believe. No, well, no, they're playing in Arizona, but I don't know if it'll matter. Yeah, I don't think it'll matter much. I think it's going to be a. I think 49ers win this by two or three touchdowns. Okay, you know what? I'm going to agree with you, Brian. Uh, as much as I would love to, to – I love upsets. I do. Uh, but I think the 49ers as a whole this season has probably been an upset. So I would like to see that continue, uh, and I think it will. I'll take the 49ers as well. All right, okay. Texans versus Jaguars in London. 8.30 a.m. kickoff Central Time. Uh, so, you know, but it's a, it's a London game, a little jet lag. The game was low scoring last time. Uh, so what, what is your prediction? Yeah, I think because of the jet lag and that, uh, I need to, I need to get on top of the, the record here. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to pick the Jags here. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout by any means, but I do think the jet lag plays into, uh, plays into a factor on who wins this game. And the Jags I, have known, Jags are known to go out to London and win. So. I think that divisional games played in London isn't fair. I don't. I don't think the divisional game should be played in London. I really don't because because I think it's unfair to the home team like it is here to the Jags. They don't get a true home game, and uh, uh, I'm going to pick the Texans to win this. And if they were at home in Jacksonville, I'd pick the Texans to win this as well. I think the Texans are are. I think that they're a better team than what they were uh, when they faced the Jaguars back way back in week two, and uh, and I think that the I think that the Jags. I, I think that they're about the same type of team. I don't think that they've gotten better nonetheless. I, 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 I'm not going to say they've gotten worse, but I, I'm going to take the Texans to win this game. And I, I think it will be close. I think it will be a good game. Uh, but, again, uh, Texans will come out with the win here. Bears versus Eagles. Yeah, uh, as much as it is at home in Chicago, uh, that hasn't meant much to the Bears lately. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, – I'm not going to pick the Bears in this game. And uh, I just went blank on who they're playing. Uh, the, who are they the, playing? Eagles, the Eagles. And it's actually it's actually in Philly. Oh, it's in Philly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's at the Lincoln Field. Okay. Yeah, I am, man. I'm way off. Okay. Um, I stepped away from my computer. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I would say uh, I'm going to put the Eagles here. They're at home, the Bears, until they can figure something out with their offense. I just don't trust them. Uh, I don't think the secondary has much to worry about Mitchell Trubisky. And so I'm not really worried about them being burnt. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to pick the Eagles here. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to guarantee a win, but I do believe that the Eagles can pull out this win as well. All right. So the Vikings Chiefs game. Uh, Vikings Chiefs game. Uh, I think this was this one's actually pretty hard because again, Matt Moore looked pretty good with the Chiefs offense last week against the Packers, uh, but it is at home in Arrowhead, and they're zero and three for some odd reason there. Um, I'm going to say the Vikings. I think I like their rush offense against the Chiefs rush defense. And I think if they can't stop uh, Delvin Cook, uh, I'd be worried about Kirk Cousins throwing all over me too. 
I'm going to believe in Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. You know, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I, I really shouldn't, but I'm going to. Uh, I think that they can. I think the Chiefs can make enough plays uh, to to get a win at the at the end of the day. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chiefs, and also I want to be a little different. You know, give maybe give you a little chance if, of course, uh, the Chiefs happen to lose. But granted, I'm picking them because I think they won't. All right, Brad. Okay. Colts versus Steelers. Do I? I think I know where you're going with this, but uh, but you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so um, I I can sit here all day and tell you all the reasons why I think the Steelers will win and why I think the Colts will win. But obviously, I mean, yeah, you kind of gave it away. I'm going to go the Steelers here. Uh, I think it's a battle between the lines. I will say that if Trey, if Trey Williams has to start for the Steelers uh, at running back, I'm, a, I'm actually really worried about this game. Um, so we'll see how it goes with James Conner and his shoulder. Um, so I'm going to say Steelers, but I'm a little nervous with injuries. Well, it looks as if Jalen Samuels is gonna is going to play. From all the reports that I've seen, it looks as if Jalen Samuels is going to play. But uh, but then again, you're a, you're a Steelers fan, so you've probably seen more reports than I have, and so uh, and so maybe maybe you've seen where Jalen Samuels may not play. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Colts here again. I want to be different. But uh, I do believe that the Steelers could win this game. And from a divisional bias, I hope the Steelers do win this game. But uh, I'm going to take the Colts to win it. All right, okay. Jets Jets versus Dolphins. I really don't even want to pick this game, but somebody's got to win it, right? Yes, they do. The, Jet, the Dolphins are playing at home. I don't know if that matters at all. There's probably not going to be very many people there. But uh, uh, they are playing at home. And so – uh, this could be this could be their best chance of a win this year. Uh, besides, I think they play the Bengals as well. But nonetheless, uh, Jets Dolphins. Well, who do you have? Yeah, so the Jets and Dolphins are the U.S. soil at, uh, which is again pretty good price for an NFL game. Uh, yeah, the uh, so they're trying their best to spark something. Uh, and the Dolphins, they ha- like you said, they haven't looked bad. Robert Flores, this is his first year as a, as a head coach. Um, he brings over that New England uh, defense mentality, Bill Belichick uh, mentorship, uh, and they've slowly have gotten a little better. Um, if I think if Howard on their defense can, can come back, he, he left the game uh, about halfway through, and he's the one that had the interception against uh, Mason Rudolph. I think if they can uh, bring him in uh, and he can stay healthy, I think they can pick on Sam Darnold and, and get a win here. So uh, I think I'm going to be bold here, and I don't know if you, you might agree, uh, but I'm going to say the Dolphins win their first game here at home against the Jets. You know, I I actually do really want to pick the Dolphins to win this game. Uh, and granted, I do want to be different. But man, I truly and I truly believe that Le'Veon Bell. I said this last week. I know, uh, but I think that Le'Veon Bell can get going against the Dolphins. I think he has a really good game, and I, I think that he may be the difference in in the Jets winning and losing this game. And so I'm going to take I'm going to take the Dolphins or the Jets winning this game. And uh you know what? I I don't know if I'll watch highlights. I, I really don't. Uh, unless of course they come on the TV when I'm not looking or something. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh Redskins Bills uh, Redskins Bills. I want to pick Bills here. I know the I know the Redskins put up a fight against the Vikings, uh, but I just think the Bills are going to jump back after a disappointing defensive uh, showing. 
against the Eagles. And so uh, I'm going to pick the Bills here. Yeah, the Bills definitely should win this game, and uh, that's who I'm going to pick. I'm going to take the Bills. Titans versus Panthers. Uh, Titans versus Panthers. I think what I'm worried about is uh, the Panthers have the uh, – I think it's the second most sacks in the league at 34. And like I told you earlier, the Titans are giving up the most sacks. I know you said Mariota. I, I get that. Ryan Tannehill is playing really good. I think this is kind of his redemption run of, hey, I the Miami did not waste a pick on me. Uh, I'm still worthy to be a starter in the league. Uh, and I think he's playing really well. Um, but – uh, I think I'm going to go with the Panthers here. Uh, I think Kishan McCaffrey, who right now is not – he's been limited because of ankle issues. Uh, but like you said earlier, he's the best running back in the league. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers here. Uh, I really want to go with the Titans. And I, and I, I kind of actually hope the Titans win uh, just for your sake. And I think they're actually looking pretty good with Tannehill at, at helm. Uh, but I'm going to pick the Panthers here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that the Titans win this game as well. Uh, but, you know, I think that this is a game of the – if the Panthers were at, were at Nashville, I think I'd feel better about picking the Titans to win. But because the Titans are playing the Panthers at the Panthers, I'm going to pick the Panthers to win this game too. And wow. Yeah, it pains me to not pick the Titans, I know. I know. I didn't pick the Titans. I picked the Chargers to win, and well, the Titans won. So maybe they will, uh, you know, maybe they will, uh, maybe this will work out in my favor outside of predictions. Yeah, you hold the fate of their of your team in in your hands, so be careful. Uh, yeah, you're you're probably right, but nonetheless, uh, Lions versus Raiders. Hey, before I get in the Lions versus Raiders, if you're going to pick the Panthers, I'll go ahead and pick the Titans. I know. Again, I'm not trying to like cheap shot. Okay. I, I do like them, and I do want them to win, uh, but I thought you were going Titans, so I'll, I'll go Titans. Um, as okay, far as all right. I think uh, Stafford's going to feast all day on this Oakland secondary. Uh, their secondary uh, ranks in the bottom, like three in all of the categories, uh, and Stafford had a great week last week against a poor secondary at the with the New York Giants, and so I'm going to pick uh, the Lions here. Okay. Uh mm at home so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Raiders I I think that the Raiders man I I don't know there's something about them man I'm gonna take the Raiders to win this game uh, I think that they'll pull it out all right okay. Buccaneers versus Seahawks uh, I'm gonna pick the Seahawks here I know the I know the Bucks went out against the Rams and scored like 55 points on them they're facing yet another AFC West team uh, but I think the Seahawks uh, I mean they're five and three or uh, is it five and three I think it's five and three Either way, they're uh, they're doing pretty good this year. I'm gonna put the Seahawks. Seahawks want to stay. If the Seahawks want to stay in the running to to win the NFC West, they definitely need to win this game. And so I'm gonna take them to win the game as well. I'll take the Seahawks. Packers versus Chargers. CBS game of the week. Yeah, uh, I know that they're saying, "Hey, we're we're gonna make this a great game," and. We're going to make sure that we pack the stadium out. That way the Packers uh, fans can overtake our stadium. Uh, I still just think Green Bay is a better team than the Chargers, so I want to pick them over the uh, the Chargers on the road. Yeah, the only way that they that the Chargers pack this stadium out is if Green Bay Packer fans buy all the tickets. So I'm going to take the Packers to win this game, uh, to win 
what is possibly a uh, extra home game for them this year, uh, kind of like the Steelers did uh, against the Chargers. But nonetheless, uh, so I'm taking the Packers. Browns versus Broncos. Uh, yeah, we talked about this earlier. I mean, this is an intriguing matchup. Um, and we have a, a new starting quarterback in for the Broncos, Brandon Allen. Uh, I, I just think – I mean, the Browns are a talented team, and I think everybody knew that going into the season, hence why everybody's picking them for the Super Bowl. Um, right. But I just think their, their chemistry, they're just not gelling. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, uh, I didn't agree with that hire when it happened, although I, didn't, I don't like the Browns, so I didn't care. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm going to pick the Broncos here. I, I think it's going to be a close game, and I'll be honest, uh, that was a really hard pick for me to, to make a decision on. Did you say you're picking the Browns? Is that right? Uh, did I say the Browns? I'm going to say the Broncos. Uh, you're going to say the Broncos? Yeah, I was going to say the Broncos. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, if you want to stick with the Browns, I, I just wanted to hear you say that you were picking the Browns because you're a Steelers <laughs> fan. No, no. All right, so you're going to pick the Broncos here, I assume, because they're at playing at mile high. Um, yeah, attitude's what what gives me that that small little advantage of the Browns. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Browns to win this game. Uh, I think Nick Chubb can have a really good game against them. Uh, he had a really good game against the against the Patriots. I mean, if it wasn't for his two fumbles, I mean, you know, I, I think he's the only guy to rush over 100 yards against them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is his last week before I believe King, Kareem Hunt comes back. If I'm correct on that, yeah, I believe so. So uh, we'll we'll see. What we do uh, with uh, with the Browns, but nonetheless, I think that the Browns can pull this one out. Need to. All right, Patriots versus Ravens. Uh, that's a hard one um, because I I don't like neither team. Um, and one's a divisional rivalry. Uh, the other one is a rivalry that they've killed us just about every year over the last sixteen years. Uh, Man, this is, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I, I think Sunday night football has been extremely uh, blessed in the sense of getting all the good games this year. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, man, how about you make your pick first? I'm still thinking about it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think I can pick against the Patriots. I really don't. I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing the Patriots lose the game to the Ravens, but – I just can't pick against them. I can't pick against Bill Bill Belichick. Not the way that they're playing this year. There's nothing screams at me and says why the Ravens should be able to win this game. Uh, there's really not. Uh, I mean, they're doing good. Uh, you know, they've done good since since losing the game to the Browns. They've done good, uh, but they lost to the Browns and the Patriots uh, controlled the game against the Browns and beat the Browns. So I'm not, I've never made predictions because of that. And I'm not, and I'm not now, but I'm just, there's nothing that screams out at me that says the Ravens should be able to win this game. And so I'm taking the Patriots to win this game. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I just ate something different for lunch. I'm just getting really uh, risky in a sense of picking games. I probably shouldn't. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Ravens here at home. Oh my! Okay, all right. Hey, dude, we picked a lot of games different, so there should be a there should definitely be a uh, a different uh, a different record come next week, I would think. But nonetheless, our urgency, but it'll be all right. Right. <laughs> all right. So, final game on the docket is the Cowboys at Giants. Uh, I actually may surprise you with my pick here, uh, or I may not. I don't know. But anyways, uh, who do you have winning this game? 
this is another game where uh, if the Giants wouldn't have played so well against the Lions, I probably would have had the Cowboys beating them pretty bad. Um, then they, the Cowboys and Eagles played on Monday Night Football, I believe, two weeks ago. Is that right? Uh, I can't remember. Was it Monday night or Sunday night? Was, was oh, it Monday maybe it was Sunday. Sunday. I, I might have been was, Sunday night. I think it was, yeah, it was a Sunday night game, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm kind of taking the factor of how they played well on national television, the Cowboys. Uh, I, I want to say the Giants are going to win this, uh, but I, I think I think the Cowboys are going to have a slight edge over them. I think it would be a lot closer game than the Eagles-Cowboys game. But I think the Cowboys will win on the road here at MetLife. Unfortunately, the Cowboys are pretty much national television every week uh, in some sort of way. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, all right, you say you're picking the Cowboys here? Yeah, I think I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. And uh, like what you said with the Ravens and Patriots, it's, uh, I don't think that it's a, a far cry of, of an upset, uh, really. But I'm going to take the Giants to win this game. And uh, maybe maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But uh, I just think that, I think that their defense has gotten better week by week. Uh, with the addition of Leonard Williams, it should be even better, uh, or at least you would think, you would hope, with what they gave up to get him, even though it really wasn't that much. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Giants to win this game, and I'm prepared to be wrong, Brad. But uh, I'm also excited to possibly be right. I guess that's what I could say. I would rather be prepared to be wrong for the Giants and the Cowboys pick than I am the Ravens and the Patriots pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I can see where you're, you're coming with that. All right, Brad, uh, I appreciate you coming on this week, and uh, hopefully good luck to your Steelers this week, man. I, I hope that they beat the Colts. I sincerely do. Uh, and I hope that you're uh, – I, I hope that you're right in your predictions, just not – uh, two more games right than I am. Does that sound right? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Sure. All right, Brad. I appreciate you coming on, man. We'll talk All to you right. later. Yeah, thanks, Robert. All right, folks. Let's talk a little fantasy football. And with me, as always, is the one and only, the fantasy football 101 expert himself, Jonathan Nardone. Jonathan, are you doing all right tonight? Yeah, buddy. How about yourself, Robert? Doing I'm good. Okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, man, let's jump right into it. Uh, you texted me right before we went on, and you said that you had two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receivers, and two tight ends. But, of course, we always throw in a couple of other stragglers around and, uh, you know, just to kind of talk about them. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and uh, start talking about, uh, I guess, the quarterbacks first. Yeah, let's, let's start with the early game, actually. We have a game this week in London. It's going to be a 9.30 a.m. game. Uh, Gardner Minshew versus uh, Deshaun Watson. Supposed to be a fantastic game. There's a potential for a lot of fantasy points in this game on both sides. Gardner Minshew definitely being the streaming option between those two guys. And against the Texans has a lot of upside. Uh, he's got four touchdowns in the past two weeks, came off a three-touchdown game last week, Minshew. And Minshew Mania now, like I said, traveling to London. Um, the Texans have been beat up. Now, I, again, we've talked about the Texans and the Eagles a lot this year. Same with the Falcons. The Texans have been beat up, and thankfully they have good matchups this week. Like Jacoby Brissett 
last week, or actually last week, Derek Carr beat him up. We mentioned Derek Carr as well, 285 yards and three touchdowns. And then the week before was Jacoby Brissett, 326 and four touchdowns. And the week before was Patrick Mahomes for 273 and three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of upside here for Minshew to have a solid and productive game. It's fun to watch it. Also, if I if I may, I would add in that you know JJ Watt he's done uh, well seemingly for the season, uh, and we hopefully 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 it's not a career ender. It's probably not, uh, but a, you know a torn pectoral muscle is definitely nothing to play around with. But nonetheless, oh, yeah. so their their pass rush just got worse too. So he may have Absolutely. more time to uh, he may have more time to throw. But nonetheless, good go, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the next matchup is Oakland versus Detroit. Uh, Derek Carr, we, like we said, we talked about Derek Carr last week against Houston, and we talked about Daniel Jones last week against Detroit. We knew Detroit had struggled in the past, and they continued that going again this week. Uh, he allowed four touchdowns two weeks ago to Kirk Cousins and 338 yards, and then Detroit again allowed last week to Daniel Jones four touchdowns and 322 yards. I don't think Carr is going to be a four-touchdown tree peat <laughs> trifecta set up there but i i do believe 100 percent that he allows a solid productive game and again somebody else worth streaming this week against the defense that has struggled but the offense that has put up solid numbers detroit's really played well on offense which could force more pressure on car to have to throw the ball right uh yeah and i mean uh yeah yeah no i i i agree with you i <laughs> i agree with you All right, so uh, if that's it for the quarterbacks, uh, we can go into the running backs, I say, I would say. Let's knock out some running backs. There's the I want to talk about the four-headed monster in San Francisco real fast, between Coleman, Brita, Mosert, and Wilson. It does look like Raheem and Matt both are going to be missing this short week, short turnaround Thursday night game against Arizona, which is also a smash spot for Tevin Coleman, who is definitely 100% a must-start after last week's four-touchdown performance. And Jeff Wilson comes in, who was knocked out last week with a, a head stinger, is what they were calling it, neck stinger, uh, avoided any kind of a serious injury. But he comes in what looks like as Coleman's number two with Brita and Mosert missing this week. So there could be some fantasy points for Wilson at the end of the game, second half in what could be a, a really one-sided landslide. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and uh, Brita... Uh, he was kind of an option for me in one of my fantasy football leagues. But if he is for sure going to be out, then I guess I'm going to have to go elsewhere uh, away from him. I may have to go into like a uh, my only other option because of bye weeks, I think, is maybe like an Adrian Peterson unless I pick up somebody like a Jeff Wilson off of uh, off the uh, free agency. You could also look for somebody like a Jalen Samuels. We Again, uh, James Conner himself is dealing with an AC joint sprain who was in a, again, fourth quarter, late time, killing the clock, shouldn't have been in there, should have been Benny Snell's at that point in time, but then got landed on funny on his right shoulder. And so Samuels looks to be the healthy option with Benny Snell's also suffering any injury last week. Samuels has been out for the last two weeks, but he is 100% healthy, was in a full go at practice today on Wednesday, because this is when it's being recorded. 
So Snells or Snells, excuse me, Samuels is definitely somebody worth taking a look into. Another guy that's a real gamble but has a decent matchup this week is Mark Walton against the Jets uh, with Kenyon mm-hmm. Drake getting traded out to Arizona. It is a Miami Dolphins player, so limit your expectations. Hinder those, you know, kind of pump the brakes a little bit on what you're really going to expect. Did have a 60-yard game a couple weeks ago, but he is somebody that could put up 12 to 15 total touches per week. Uh, and Fitzpatrick has made that offense move uh, compared to a Josh Rosen. We have seen them be at least somewhat productive early in games. They haven't been able to finish games, uh, but Mark Walton is somebody worth kind of throwing out there as a real low end number three potential flex, especially with four teams on buys this week. Right. Uh, but- and go ahead. No, I was going to say the last guy I want to talk about is the, uh, the one guy that I like, actually like to mention is, is Sonny Michel. Uh, most people have him as a sit this week against the Ravens because they've only allowed 71 yards on average per running backs this year. But most Michel owners know that he's not going to wow you with yards. He's not going to put up a, a sexy yards per carry average, but he is going to score, um, especially – in road games when the Patriots are trying to establish the run and lead early, as well as closing games out in the second half. Uh, He really only needs to fall those three to five yards to get down and to be productive. Uh, All six of his touchdowns this year have actually come from inside the 10 yard line. And five of those six touchdowns have actually come on the road uh, in three of the four Patriots road games. So this week traveling to Baltimore, I really like Michelle as a low end number two, not to wow you with yards, but still have that ability to put up 16 to 20 carries 65 to 80 yards and find the end zone. Okay. And yeah, well, I mean, you know, for Sonny Michelle, because I, I own him in, I believe one of my leagues. Uh, yeah. 71 yards to him. Uh, 71 yards and maybe a couple of touchdowns is a pretty good game, I would think. So, That's a great <laughs> game for the <you>, Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's jump on over to the wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I know I talked about the Detroit game earlier, uh, but I'm going to mention Tyrell Williams. He was out the past two weeks coming back this week, but he has now scored a touchdown in each game that he's played. So he's got five total touchdowns, and he continues to act as that number one wide receiver for Derek Carr. Waller's coming in as that close number two. And like I mentioned, the, the Lions have allowed eight touchdowns in the past two weeks. They have allowed multiple touchdowns to quarterbacks in four of the last five games, the Lions. So there should be a lot of air yards. There should be a good amount of potential for Carr to hook up with Williams again. And even though a lot of guys are continuing to say he can't score in every game, if you look at Oakland's schedule down the line, that looks like they're going to be thrown a lot. There is a good chance that he does put up good numbers. I don't want to say every game. But at this point, scoring in five games that he's been active, you almost have to jump on and say, yeah, there's a good chance that he does score in every game. So Tyrell Williams is definitely somebody worth starting until we start to see his points and productive productiveness drop. Right. And I agree, you know, uh, and I would I would I would say with that Raiders uh, offense, uh, the the only people that really are are you know that have been i guess productive with uh, with with Derek Carr would be Darren Waller uh unless well of course uh Hunter Renfro is that right yeah Hunter Renfro yeah. i mean he he had that one big play last week right so the 
the ball just needs to be spread around more. And uh, with how many race, with how many targets Darren Waller's gotten, uh, I believe that it certainly could be spread around to to Williams. Oh, absolutely. Good. All right. So All right. wait. Okay. So after Williams, uh, who do we have? Uh, who do you have on the uh, docket? I guess you could say. Yeah, next option would be Allen Robinson this week. Uh, he's one of a few wide receivers, I believe it was four or five, that actually have over 30% of their team's targets. Uh, Trubisky has been terrible. And Bears offense has looked really almost terrible, really, really bad the past few weeks. Um, but he continues to produce. And going against Philadelphia this week, there's a good chance that he and Trubisky finally get on track uh, every opposing quarterback that the Eagles have faced this year have found a, re- a way to record multiple touchdowns. Um, only one of those quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, was fell short of throwing for two touchdowns. So every other quarterback, every again, of the teams that have played against Philadelphia, every but one quarterback has thrown for multiple touchdowns. Wide receivers that have done numerous, numerous games uh, – against the Eagles this year, number one wide receivers, especially. So Allen Robinson has a big upside in that Julio Jones, 106 yards, two touchdowns, Devonte Adams, 10 catches, 180 yards. Terry McLaren had five for 125 and a touchdown. I don't know what you would call Diggs and Thielen, who was the number one at the time, but Diggs had 167 yards and three touchdowns and mm-hmm. Thielen put up seven and a touchdown. And then m- more recently, the Eagles faced Dallas and, and, Buffalo and last week, even though they kept John Brown to five catches and 54 yards, Cole Beasley still found the end zone. And then the week before that, number one wide receiver, Amari Cooper, had 106 yards. So, I mean, realistically, seven or eight number, or excuse me, six number one wide receivers have produced top five, top seven overall fantasy wide receiver numbers. So Allen Robinson is definitely somebody worth starting this week as a, as a great number two. If you have him better as a flex, that's, that's even nicer matchup. Right. And, and, you know, with the, with the Philly defense, I, I guess it was the Philly secondary. I know their run defense is really good, but their, but their pass defense, of course, is shaky. Uh, you know, uh, I, I know that we always have it every year. We always have, you know, defenses that you can, that, you know, guys are pretty much must-starts against. And I, I would say that number one, maybe even number two wide receivers have been must-starts against this Philly defense this year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, between Philly, Miami, Houston, Atlanta, you kind of have to play those matchups in really any week that you get. Um, and that's what takes me into the next guy, which is going against Miami. And I'll admit I was completely wrong, and I apologize to anybody and everybody that was listening last week. Uh, Robbie Anderson was a complete bust on his eight targets, but he was sick coming into the week. So there's a good reason with that. I do believe he was going to start that trend against the Jalen Ramsey less Jaguars last week, but I was wrong. Uh, But now he does get the Dolphins defense that just placed their top cornerback, Xavier Howard on IR with a knee injury ending his season. So this really opens up the matchup for him especially with the last three number one wide receivers against the Dolphins have shined. We saw Juju last week, or excuse me, we saw Juju on Monday night um, break out in the second half for five catches, 103 yards and a touchdown. Uh, two weeks ago was John Brown, five catches, 83 yards and a touchdown. And then two weeks before that was Terry McLaurin for four catches, 100 yards and two touchdowns. So this is a good spot for Robbie Anderson. And I also have to say that it's a pretty good spot for Jamison Crowder 
seeing how we've had number two wide receivers in the last couple of weeks score on the Dolphins as well. Deontay Johnson last week, Monday night, apologize, five catches, 84 yards and a touchdown. And the week before, not the greatest of stat lines, but it still showed from Buffalo. Cole Beasley, three catches, 16 yards and a touchdown. So it's kind of a good spot for Crowder as well, looking for this Jets offense to hopefully get something going. There's just so many, there's too much talent on that team to be struggling and playing that bad. I mean, we say the same thing about the Browns as well, but they continue to do so. But I'd like to see the Jets going, especially with the Dolphins this week, and then the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Dolphins again in their next six weeks. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of points that the Jets could be putting up if they start to produce. Basically, what you're saying is uh, that Sam Darnold should see more Robbie Anderson and not as many ghosts uh, in the next uh, few weeks. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. He, he definitely needs to start looking towards the guy's way. I mean, at some point, you just have to air it out there for him. Right. You're, you're right. All right. So, if that is it for the wide receivers, I know you had a couple of yeah. tight ends that you wanted to look at as well. Yes, sir. Your guy from Tennessee, uh, especially if Delaney Walker does not play again this week. Uh, he's had back-to-back performances for Tennessee. John U. Smith, is that how you pronounce it? John U. John U. John U. John U. Smith. Um, he's, had, he's caught nine of his ten targets in the past two weeks, 142 yards, and caught a touchdown last week. And even though the Panthers have been tough against tight ends this year, he is one of the main targets for – Tannehill who's taking over George Kittle just caught six catches for 86 yards so a solid stat line and definitely something that's obtainable for Smith um well and also with Smith Delaney Walker his uh his ankle seems to be bothering him I don't know exactly uh how long he will be out uh they really the Titans kind of keep a a close knit on their on injuries and whatnot so with the way that they do it, I mean they they kind of just don't really tell you if they're not if they're not going to play if they are going to play. It's kind of a little bit of day, a day of type deal. But um, I know his ankle is bothering him again, and so yeah, I mean with uh, yeah, it, I it do, only right. Go ahead. I do know that he missed practice today, which is Wednesday. Yeah. So that's that's all I know of up to this point. Um, well, I will just kind of wait. He he has missed practice like every Wednesday of of the year so far. Most of the time, it's you know he's an older guy, so it's kind of a, a maintenance day, I guess. And I put that in quotation marks. Uh, and so, but nonetheless, I mean, with him having an ankle an ankle injury, him missing a Wednesday, uh, I think it still calls for concern. So yeah, I mean, Johnu Smith is definitely uh, you know if Walker's out again, he's definitely. Well, even if Walker, maybe if Walker's not out, you never know. He could be a you know a Dallas Goddard type deal, uh, like what the Eagles have. But <laughs> no, but none, but nonetheless, all right. Who is your other tight end? Last and and not least is the one guy that everybody drafted high. That's really played almost disappointing. Uh, he's he's not been what we've expected. He's been more of an average producer rather than somebody that was supposed to lead the league at that position. Uh, and it's Travis Kelsey. Now, we would have thought that he was going to produce solid games with Patrick Mahomes, but 
and it's not that he's been bad with Mahomes. Again, 70, he's actually been 80 plus yards in four of the six games that he was with Mahomes or four of the seven games, but he has struggled as of lately. And, and again, 120, he's got 123 yards, I believe in the last three weeks. Last week was a nice change. He caught 50% of his targets, caught four of eight targets for 63 yards and a touchdown from Matt Moore. And it's kind of nice to see that connection there. We've mentioned Matt Moore not being able to get the ball down the field, which could hurt Hill. Um, Travis Kelsey looks to be that middle of the field target. I mean, 15.8 yards per care or per uh, catch last week. It was his third highest of the, the year, actually. You know, we were kind of expecting him to produce those numbers with Mahomes, but he's fallen short of that. Uh, and it's just really been in so inside the red zone as well. That's really kind of hurt him. Just second touchdown on the year. I definitely say stick with him. He's a top five guy. It's hard to get away from him. Even if you have a Waller this week, I still feel that Kelsey, that Matt Moore will find Kelsey early and often. And that should actually pay off for most owners this week. So I would I would say that uh, Matt Moore is uh, he's counting on Travis Kelsey to help him uh, at least try to make the Chiefs' offense uh, half as good as what Patrick Mahomes make it makes it. Oh, absolutely! I mean, he threw for two hundred and sixty-seven yards and a couple touchdowns against a, a Packers secondary that's been fairly stout against quarterbacks this year. So it wasn't a bad showing for a guy well, that had started a game and who and who pe- people were saying that they're that his, uh, I guess, shoulder was uh, shot. I, I heard that at one point in time that, that people were saying his shoulder was shot and he was retired or whatnot or wanted to be retired, I guess. It was, again, it's scary for Chief for chief fans and, and at that point any kind of skilled position guy when you lose a quarterback that threw 50 touchdowns last year and his replacement has 48 in 12 years. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, but that's that's. Uh, ugh, yeah. Oh, I take that back. Yeah. Fifty in twelve years because of last week's two. So he's right there with them. But you know, it, it's one of those things where we, like we mentioned last week about Kelsey and having your hindered expectations on what to really see from him. So it was nice to come down for sixty-three and a touchdown. And now you're almost like, oh, maybe we should stick with more for the rest of the year, as long as you're a Kelsey owner type of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jonathan, as always, I appreciate you come on coming on. Is that uh if that's all? I don't know if that's unless you have uh maybe some uh, stragglers uh around that you'd like to just point out. That's that's about it. I mean, Jimmy Graham is definitely a must sit this week. Uh the Chargers have allowed just one top 10 fantasy tight end and they're the first 8 weeks and Graham's been 50 or less in four of the six weeks. So Pick up uh, Johnu Smith or Ryan Griffin or Cameron Bray. Okay. How about Darren Fails? Darren Fails is definitely yeah, – he was going to be that last guy that I threw in there. He'd be somebody to definitely play over him. All right. All right, Jonathan. Like I said, as always, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, uh, happy Halloween. I don't, I don't know if you – I don't know how, how y'all celebrated or if you, or if you celebrated at all. But uh, oh, yeah, we're uh, we got uh, we have a Luigi, we have a 1920s roaring theme model, and I'm not even really 100 an anime model or an anime character is our youngest, so it's going to yeah, be we interesting. Have, we we have uh, we have Scooby Doo, Velma, 
and Shaggy. So nice. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Well, well anyways. Happy buddy. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right, Jonathan. We will talk to you next week and uh, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Thank you much. Good luck this week. Let's talk a little college football, shall we? There's some okay games, some pretty good games in the docket this week. West Virginia and Baylor play on Thursday night. Michigan Maryland are going to play on Saturday. North Carolina State Wake Forest on Saturday as well. Virginia Tech, Notre Dame going to play Kansas State, who had a huge upset over Oklahoma last week, play against Kansas Georgia is playing against number six. Number eight, Georgia is playing against number six, Florida. Listen, this is one of my games of the week, and uh, the winner of this game is probably going to be the is probably going to be the, the the team to win the SEC East. Uh, and so, this is a big game for both teams, and the game is in the swamp, which uh, does Georgia absolutely no favors at all. But nonetheless, uh, Florida is. I mean, uh, they've not done too bad this year. Uh, I think that they're actually kind of surprising some people. Uh, but I think that the Florida, Florida-Georgia game, I think Florida will be able to pull this one out. I really do. Utah is playing Washington. Uh, should be a pretty good game. I would think Utah back up to number nine now. Clemson's going to take on Wolford. Uh, easy game for Clemson. <laughs> The thing that I'm looking at, they don't. I'm laughing because the thing that I'm looking at, they don't have Clemson's uh, uh, number, Power 25 number, out beside their name, uh, and so I'm just like, oh my, like what in the world? Anyways, uh, so I'm just laughing. I, it's been a long time since uh, I haven't seen Clemson uh, ranked. I guess technically, even though they are ranked, obviously, but the number's not out beside them, so it's just funny to look at. Uh, typos, don't you love them? All right, Ole Miss taking on Auburn. Auburn should be able to win that game. Number 17, Cincinnati, good game against East Carolina. Well, maybe not a good game, but they should be able to win that game. A game that I'm really looking forward to that's not really a big Power 5 game is number 15, SMU, taking on number 24, Memphis. This is college game day. is going to be on Bill Street, Memphis, Tennessee, this Saturday morning. And uh, I'm excited for that. I truly am. This game is a this game's a good game. It really is. It's a good game, and it's a game that uh, that uh, I think if you're if you're looking for a game that's going to be interesting, uh, I think this is the game that you need to check out. I'm excited to watch this game. Uh, I like I said, I think it'll be a really good game. Uh, I think that Memphis can pull it out. They are at home. I think that they can pull it out. I truly do. Number seven, Oregon versus USC. Oregon. I mean, they're number seven in in the country. Uh, they need this win. They should be able to win it. And then you come on down. I mean, you you know, there's there's some teams on bye week this week. You got Alabama, LSU on bye week. Those are two big names on bye week. Uh, you know, you have other teams, other games that are on other teams that are on bye week as well. Uh, and so, but anyways, uh, some nightcap games is number twenty one, Boise State versus San Jose State. Boise State losing to BYU last week. Uh, not a game that, not a game that a lot of people, um, not a game that a lot of people were expecting to go that way. But uh, Boise State definitely, uh, definitely needed, definitely should have. I, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago they lost to them, not last week. Uh, Boise State needed to win that game uh, to continue to look like they were better than what uh, people projected them to be. 
But nonetheless, that is it, folks. That's your that's your games right there. Hawaii does play Fresno State. I guess that's the last game of the night. Uh, I won't be watching that, but hey, some people might. Anyways, that's your college football week ten lineup. All right, as always, we finish the show. We end the show with some news from around the sports world. We'll start with X. Texas Ranger all-star slugger Josh Hamilton. He has been charged with an injury to a child, which is a third-degree felony. Uh, His 14-year-old told his ex-wife that he struck her. Hamilton, he turned himself in. He's 38 years old. He turned himself in on Wednesday. Uh, That's a story that's definitely developing for Josh Hamilton. Uh, And then also... Uh, I think there's, you know, there's some other, there's some other news out there. There's a uh, issue with Trent Williams of the Redskins. You know, yesterday he reported to the Redskins facility, still did not plan on playing, but uh, you know he apparently failed his physical on Wednesday, and casting more doubt on uh, his playing time in the future. That's really about all that we uh, that we have uh, that we have as far as the news goes, uh, the big things at least. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's some. Uh, we had the trade deadline yesterday, uh, which this is recording on a Wednesday. I had the trade deadline on Tuesday, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of. Uh, I think that there's a. a, a a lot of moves that were made, um, not really yesterday. I really like the move. I really, really like the move of what the New York Jets. I mean, listen, well, okay, I, I don't want to say that I like the move. I don't really understand the move because here's the thing. You know, you're, they seemingly were shopping Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson, uh, they were shopping around Jamal Adams, apparently. Uh, you know, they they just were doing things that, yeah, I, I just I didn't really understand. They did send off Leonard Williams uh, right down the road to the New York Giants. But, uh, yeah, and not really right down the road, maybe next door. But nonetheless, um, yeah, it's just an interesting case. And, uh the New York Jets, I, I really just don't know where they're going from here. I mean, I, I don't. I thought that they were a possible playoff team this year. I didn't really expect them to be, but I thought it was possible. Uh, and so maybe they don't think that. Maybe they're just, uh, you know, maybe I, they're not. I don't think they're tanking for a quarterback or anything, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they're maybe they're going for a, a a guy like the the kid out of Ohio State, Young. Maybe that's who they think they're going for. I don't know. But um, maybe that's their replacement to Leonard Williams. But anyway, nonetheless, this, uh, this, is, this was the news. Happy Halloween, everyone. And that's going to do it for another edition of the Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster, and I ask that you like and follow us on Facebook at Golden Point Sports. And as always, I hope you have a great and blessed day.